Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. On Friday, I ran a pretty special event. It was a day out for the members of the Modern Marketing Collective, which is my membership program and community. It was a chance for our members to come together, meet each other in person, have those conversations that just aren't quite the same online, to really connect. And there were so many connections and shared similarities and experiences and things in common between people to hear really just the honest behind the scenes of other members businesses and shout out to our three panel speakers who is Kylie Tyrrell from Gold Chalk an incredible interior designer and mentor for interior designers to Carla Di Fiore who is just absolutely going big places with her business, Divine Treasure, the most beautiful earrings, and Mel Finlay, who's a nutritionist and runs an online program called Amazing Mums Academy. And these three women shared what it was like building their businesses, the challenges that they've faced along the way and continue to in many cases. And also I challenged them to share what they were proud of, because that's something that I feel we just don't do. Now, apart from hearing our panel speakers, we had someone else very special attend the day. Her name is Natasha Bamblett. And Natasha created something for our day that really evoked a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, joy, connection, connecting more to ourselves, to the others in the room, understanding, learning, being gently challenged as well. What I asked Natasha to do was to bring what she does, bring her knowledge, her wisdom, her own story and share it with us and to create an acknowledgement of country. She did this in just the most magical, powerful really touching way too that involved all of us it really was an experience we danced we moved we sang we shared and we listened and so today I have Tash on the podcast it's funny I sat down and opened up zoom a few weeks ago to record this interview this chat with Tash and I knew that she lived somewhere near where I was staying at the time. We were between houses. We'd just moved out of our apartment and we were kind of just waiting for our house that we built to be ready. And so we were just leasing somewhere temporarily. And I knew that Tash lived in the area. And so I asked her whereabouts she was living. Turns out she was in the next door building to me. So we closed down Zoom and she came on over and we sat in person to record this episode. So it just made it even more special. And I just couldn't believe that that had happened. That short period I was in that temporary place and Tash was right there too. 
Natasha Bamblett is an Indigenous leader and facilitator. She's a speaker, a storyteller. She works in and for the community. She owns multiple businesses and has over the years. She's a real entrepreneur and she's a mother to her son. She's a member of the First Peoples Assembly, which is working to set up the rules and structures under which treaties can be negotiated between the Victorian government and Aboriginal nations or clans. She was, oh my gosh, she's just such an achiever and such an impressive person. She was the first player signed to Richmond VFLW, which if you don't know what that stands for, it's the Victorian Football League Women's. And she helped to create the first ever VFLW war cry. Through her work, she helps to create safe spaces to deepen and strengthen our knowledge through First Nations wisdom and connect to self, culture, and country. And she provides that space for us to learn and unlearn, to heal and to grow. You'll find Tash at Queen Acknowledgements on Instagram. So please go ahead as you're listening, screenshot this episode, share it to your social media, tag myself at Emily Osmond and tag and follow Tash because she just has so much to share with us. Let's bring on Natasha Bamblett onto the show. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to chat about acknowledgements Mm -hmm. and the type of work that you do and what you're just really excited by and driven by and all that type of thing. But before we get into it, who are you? (laughs) Amazing. My name is Natasha Nabanunga Bamblett. I'm a Yorta Yorta Bangarang Walpuri, Wadri, and Kurnai woman. I come from the lines of Aboriginal and Scottish descent. I'm a 26-year-old woman and mother. I have a six-year-old son whose name's Jurali Jakamara. Jakamara is his skin name, Nabanunga's my skin name. And I also acknowledge um, my skin names as a form of identifying to that cultural Mm -hmm. sense. as a long line of just separation from that identity. Uh, So for Mm. me, that's really important that I get to acknowledge that and just that I have a skin name is really Mm. special as well, um, that I can connect and have that form of belonging and identity um, in Mm. that way. I grew up in Shep, country town, that's now I grew up in a country town yeah, too. Yeah, that's like now a greater city, and my family, my mum and dad, and younger siblings are still there. I live okay. in Melbourne, and um, I now work for myself, multiple yes. businesses, and I'm really passionate about acknowledgements and just how we get to acknowledge and what that means, and bringing acknowledgements into spaces also creates, you know, this sense of unity amongst Mm. people in a country that I've experienced lots of separation and Mm. disconnection from both non-Indigenous and Indigenous people. Mm. And for me, it creates this power of healing as well Mm. from the trauma that, you know, Indigenous people have endured Mm -hmm. over their lifetime. And kind of that's what I'm about and women's empowerment and, you know, all here for the sisters and the queens and about the future generations and also how we all play a role in that. Mm. Our men, women, 
elders, the parents, the children, and everyone else um, that works in and around the system. Mm. You've like, you're like 26 and you have just done and been part of and achieved so much. I said this to you earlier and you're like, yeah, I kind of forget about that. I just focus <laughs> on like where I'm going now. But I would love you to maybe share like, have you always just had a sense of drive in you to, yeah. to push yourself and do things? Because it's pretty incredible. Yeah. You've been a really successful football player. Do you still play? I don't know if you... Oh, I had a game last Sunday. Oh, but really? <laughs> um, my body wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> um, I come from a family and a culture that was always... We had to work mm. twice as hard mm-hmm. to get sometimes equal opportunity mm-hmm. or the recognition for the ability um, on a common ground. Yeah. So I always found my feet in sports. I yeah. was just naturally um, talented and, and the ability mm. um, in the sports world. And I had parents. I was really fortunate that I grew up in a home with both mm. of my parents because it's really common that lots of Indigenous people don't and, you know, their lives can be, I guess, fractured in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I had both parents and grandparents and really good support system in my household. Mm -hmm. That's probably why I was able to succeed to the extent that I have had um, in spite of, you know, just there's being challenges amongst all of it, mm. being knocked back because of the colour of my skin mm. or because of my cultural background, being Indigenous, or sometimes it's even being better than mm. somebody else. There was this sense of competition um, mm. that I can't be as good as I am or, you know, as strong or as powerful mm. or hold a presence that mm. intimidates other people. So yeah, just being stripped away from, I guess, having it so easy. It's ever made me stop or mm. quit or um, not show up mm. for it because it's only made me, you know, stronger and want it more. Mm. That's probably why I'm so driven and determined for what's next, yeah. what more, um, what else can I do? You know, I had parents who was always, like, amazing, but mm-hmm. there was always, like, what's next, what else? Yeah. There's more you can do. And, you know, that was that was just drummed in me and there was mm-hmm. this sense of, oh, I don't know how much I can take mm-hmm. and the, you know, internal just wanting to be enough but also you know thankful that they had seen more Mm. in me that I didn't at the time you know we we, we hear a lot about that you have potential 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 yeah um but for me it was like oh there's so much more power so much Mm. more that I hold so much more that I can give Mm. and um the way I stepped on a sporting field netball basketball football or even in the school playground I took that into life. And government. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I took that into how can I be the challenger? How can I challenge myself to, you know, push the limits of Mm. my mind, my body, 
um, my emotions? How can I push and challenge somebody else or my team, you know, that I stand with or, or work with or that I play mm. with? And then how can I push my opponents to challenge them? And, and then I think that's given me the ability to work great under pressure Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you give me a deadline and I'm like oh I get it all done and (laughs) you know within within the two days then um the two months so it's yeah yeah um that's just the life that I've come from and you know I sometimes slowing down for me is is hard but I know I've got to do that just to recognize all that I have accomplished and in my 26 years of life when I sit and reflect or somebody, you know, tells me all these yes. things that I've done. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I, wow. I do surprise myself sometimes, but then it's always like, okay, there's something else. You know, and I know that we keep evolving and there's, there's so much more to give and so much more time that I, yeah. I want to give to myself and other people. Mm-hmm. And I just live by tomorrow isn't guaranteed to anybody yeah so what can I do in my day that I can really achieve as much as possible Mm. Mm. what challenges have come to you by being the challenger Mm. yeah so lots of people I think can find that intimidating you know, I can them, imagine, them being and I'm comfortable for them in a way. Yeah, yeah, and some people can can get triggered, and and you know, just like images, people can have certain yeah. images of of you, or and then that kind of they shape their outlook on you. Or mm. so I've just learnt to be the challenger in a really soft and gentle way. Mm. So challenging people by inviting them yeah Yeah. so inviting them to come and walk the journey with me of learning and and understanding and hearing you know different stories and being in different exposures that they haven't been in before and also the challenge for me to hear their stories Mm -hmm. because the ability for someone to share their story, there has to be safety, Mm. you know, and people to feel safe and comfortable and confident. And that's the challenge I bring in every space is how can I open up even more? How can I be with somebody even more? How, how much more can I, you know, listen and how deep can I go where I can open up a space that somebody can be all of themselves with all of that uncomfortable, the shadows, the, the you know, the hiding, the masking mm. that we do. And how can they be just all of themselves and express that in a space where it creates, like, connection. Mm. This unconditional love mm. for a person. You know, just seeing somebody, hearing somebody, feeling somebody's presence mm. as that's the only thing that matters in that moment. So yeah. that's... That's what I mean when I say challenge. Yeah. And it's like shedding ego and shedding like the mask and shedding the wanting to be seen in a certain Mm. way. Yeah. Because that's how so many of us operate. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, actually, what if I'm just me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't even realize who you really are. Yeah. 
I've made it a goal of mine to, to never know. It's always continually becoming yeah. and evolving, you know. Every day I'm somebody that I would like to say better than mm. yesterday, you mm. know. And you don't really know who you are until you own all parts of yourself. Mm. It's not just like the filtered, glossy, glittery yeah. part. It's also the shitty, uncomfortable, you know, scary mm. parts of ourselves as well. Mm. As we call that, you know, our shadows or um, the darkness that we lock up in our closets, mm. you know, of ourselves as well. And how can we be in that? And also those feelings of, of guilt and shame that we've all felt, you know, yeah in our lives it's like we hold that in a bit of a tight jar as well we don't want to feel that or we don't want the world to know that we feel that about certain things so it's like we just get to be all of that and we get to let that go and that's what I'm a stand for Mm because this creates healing I've never called myself a healer but the spaces that I hold it creates healing Mm -hmm. um, for somebody to just like let go and be seen exactly and like so much deeper connection and Mm. seeing ourselves in others and everything Mm. totally because we are so much more connected than we think like Mm. no matter what culture age country Mm. um you know status or class or we Mm. go through real life human experiences Mm. and and feelings that we've all felt it just it's attached to a different Mm. story I'd love you to share what you spend your days doing now. Tell us about, like, <laughs> your your work, what you mm. do. Yeah, so my life's changed drastically in, like, the year, um, this year particularly. Really? Just this past year? Yeah, so I've gone from a nine-to-five job in community and, like, just completely walked away from that to my own self-employment job yeah running my own business and even just understanding what business is <laughs> and business is not like you know what you, you kind of see see it to be it's um it looks like all sorts of things yeah. so my day could look like spending time with my son and my fiance while sitting at the computer and mm. you know phone calls and emailing and, mm. and doing all the things consulting kind of work and what I do and is my highlight is I get to be in other people's spaces yeah so I do ceremonial acknowledgments for events that is all types of events if you run events or hosting an event um, or even an event space so that's I do that and I also hold my own events which is like master classes about acknowledging respectfully and powerfully so my day looks like any type of opportunity or moment Mm. I can hold a space of people to come together and connect Um, also women's circles that are held on a monthly basis Mm. and you know, continually change the theme and the topic. And yeah, I'm just always mm. in other people's spaces or I'm, if I'm not doing, you know, events, I'm at somebody's school or workplace yeah. running and holding a workshop mm. and facilitating in a space where it's um, sharing my story and culture and how we better understand what acknowledging means mm. of 
the country and the First Nations people through connection to self-culture and country. And what, like, what does acknowledgement mean? Yeah. So an acknowledgement is different to a welcome the country. Yes. Lots of people. Which might... I only really, to be honest, realised in the last six months or something. Yeah. yeah. So lots of people have heard a welcome the country and a welcome the country is delivered by an elder and an elder of the land that they're on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd call them a TO or a traditional owner or custodian of the land. So an elder delivers that in a way that it's inviting and welcoming people to the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very like a sacredness of the country that they're on. So I love being to welcome to countries um, whenever I get the mm-hmm. chance. And an acknowledgement to a country is anybody can do that in a way that they acknowledge the country that they're on, so the land. We are on the Wurundjeri land of the Kulin Nations right now, me and you, M. So it's about how we get to acknowledge the people, mm. the First Nations people that have walked on these lands, you know, connected and respected the country. Mm. And in doing so, when I do it, it's a way of actually calling them in. Mm-hmm. you know and being a transmission as an indigenous woman that my elders are here to continually guide me mm-hmm. you know protect me and and nurture me in a way that I get to do this work and inviting other people to partake in acknowledging mm-hmm. so there's something really special about acknowledging country because it declares your presence here on this earth as we are all visitors on this earth in our time here and it's just how we can walk on it with a sense of respect and connection that we're here because of the earth Mm. the earth is is here to protect you know and and feed us and nurture us and provide all the things that we Mm. have around in our life today you know houses are made from all the earth elements so Mm. it's like how we can really deeply honour. That's why I acknowledge and that's what comes through when we get to acknowledge. If people are looking at running their own events, are there any like do's or don'ts Mm. or considerations that you would say they could be aware of? Yeah. I don't think there is anything wrong that you could do if you attempted Mm. and had the intention of acknowledging country the first thing is if you can or if you know know what land you are on and who who are the first people or the traditional Mm. custodians of this land what's the land or what's the you know language groups of of the country that you're on so that's something that really shows your intention and also your understanding that you're here and you know, I do know the people or I've, I've yeah. made an attempt to know. And, you know, there's probably so many fears of like, I don't know if I'm going to say it right or pronunciation. Absolutely. And, you know, language has been something that we've been separated from mm. and has been suppressed from Indigenous people. So we're also on the journey of how to revitalise mm. and um, continually speak the language too. So there's there's no right or wrong to it. Acknowledgement brings a sense of, oh, 
I see indigenous people mm. and I acknowledge them. So it's mm. just really, there's nothing that you could do wrong. Just acknowledge in the country is, you know, important and also mm. acknowledging the First Nations people. So that being the elders, because they are the closest lines to the ancestors mm. and, you know, the cultural, I guess, ancestral lines so yeah. acknowledging the elders as we would say are our leaders mm. so acknowledging the elders past present and merging is something that you can say and that you may have heard mm. and yeah like I said just acknowledging the country and mm. I think it just brings in this this presence of mm. oh I see everybody and everybody in this space um, indigenous or not it also when I sit in a room and I've ever heard an acknowledgement from a non-Indigenous person, it just brings this sense of, like, you've got my attention. Yeah. And it creates this sense of respect for what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and because it shows that their life and where they work and, and live is being acknowledged that we're on you know, country that has never really acknowledged its First Nations mm. people, you know, stolen lands, that, that you mm. may have heard that as well, which, you know, lots of Indigenous people say that it's, like, this is lands that has bring great pain and trauma and separation mm. from the people um, to the country itself, but also to each other, as in our mm. families, that throughout the colonisation and all that this country is built upon there's still this deep sense of acknowledgement that needs to happen. Mm. And when somebody does that, it just brings us like, <sighs> Wow. Thank mm. you for sharing that from, from your own kind of what it, what it is like for you yeah. to actually be there and witness it and be part of that and mm. experience it. What, what's your kind of advice if, if we're looking to do our own acknowledgements and make it somewhat personalised rather than perhaps the more standard or shorter versions that yeah. we've come across? Is this something that you suggest and encourage yeah. and how can we go about doing that? Well, the first thing you can, you can join one of my masterclasses <laughs> as I run them almost like mm. once a month at least and that really shows you like it's an embodied experience of how to acknowledge you got walk away with your own acknowledgement some i say bring a pen and paper but people just go away yeah. with this already embodied oh i, I get it now oh, i understand wow. it i feel it i know how to acknowledge it so this brings this sense of connection mm -hmm. that they already have to it but i would just say you have to find a connection to the country mm. and the first nations people yourself like as in go and create connection mm. go and sit and have conversations just like this yeah you know and understand the stories and it will bring you the acknowledgement from your own experience mm. from you know when I say speak from the heart yeah you know it's that embodied speaking it's like cool I know this mm. or I I feel confident in in acknowledging this country because I have a connection to it. Mm. You know, and we all have a connection to the country. Mm. We just sometimes don't know it. Yeah. So it's just, you know, get your feet out there. <laughs> you know, like go and go and understand a bit of, you know, the history of the country that you mm. live on or work on or, you know, 
connect with some indigenous communities or people out there there is stories that are willing and waiting to be shared and heard you've just got to get in the, yourself in the right spaces and then it's just coming from that place of yeah this is the journey that I've walked and you know it just shows that you're on the way and on the journey of learning and unlearning and understanding mm. and deepening your connection as an indigenous woman myself that is my aim every day mm. like how can i just deeper understand and connect and acknowledge yeah who i am and where i come from um, my ancestors the first nations people uh, the country this beautiful country that we have here that and even where mm. we're based right now in, in Bandura and I know in looking out the window Melbourne, here. in Nam, you know and it's just like how can I acknowledge what this beautiful country mm. does for me mm. and just speak from that place like if that's any advice that was that would what I would say yeah I love that that's yeah thank you for sharing that yeah and I'm just so excited because you're doing a acknowledgement to country at my upcoming event yes what can we expect i know that you have a few different uh experiences mm-hmm. that we can book into would you like to share just a few kind of little tasters of what has significance to you and what you love mm. to share when you're when you're holding this space at, at other people's events yeah for me it's inviting people into my world and when I speak, it's not just so you hear me with your ears. It's actually mm. like hearing me with a presence and, you know, feeling me, you know, inside of your body, you know, mm. that in your heart or when you get shivers and goosebumps. And, you know, that's just a feeling that you create, you know, mm. when um, you just allow connection in. So, you know, a bit of a, what you'll get is like me being able to speak in language, which is something that I really cherish as I've mm. never been taught language. Wow. When when I grew up, I've only taught myself in the last two years, yeah. you know, reading from the language book. And, you know, I may sing a bit of a song. <laughs> which I've had to, I've been in your presence at another event where you sang a song. Yeah. And wonderful. May even get other people to sing along with me because yes. um, <laughs> definitely not the singer. <laughs> More the dancer. But yeah, there may be some other special things I like to bring like an element of seeing, hearing and feeling. Yeah. So with your whole body. So it's allowing you to invite the you know, the movements and vibrations mm. in your body of wow, this is what it feels like yeah. to acknowledge. And, um, yeah, I just say it, it's – I take you on a bit of a journey with me, which, you know, you're creating yourself. And, yeah, I'm just really excited. And I think the other thing's a bit of a secret. I love it. <laughs> You've got to have a few little surprises. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, every, every event, you know, there's always opportunities of – what it is that you want Mm. and I always go with the audience and the event Mm. and what it's about and I just let the ancestors and country Mm. channel through me you know and I'm just a vessel of the present Mm. um, but represent the past and the future as well 
we've spoken a little bit about like what what the impact is at the events mm. in terms of just like really shedding layers and opening up to deeper understanding and yeah. connection learning and unlearning what is perhaps your own hopes and visions mm. of what acknowledgement can create in the longer term too mm. i just see acknowledging yourself because that's where it starts you've got to acknowledge yourself and where you're at that allows you to acknowledge your life as a whole and how we get to connect to country and acknowledge country and acknowledging country means caring for it respecting it understanding it more so when you take from country you're actually understanding the impact that it's having long term not just for you and in your life Mm -hmm. but our children's and children's children to come Mm -hmm. that everything that we do in every given moment on this earth here impacts the next generation and how they get to live Mm -hmm. so if you just have time to reflect of what you've seen evolve over your time in life how you could imagine that for the next generation And is that the type of impact that we're wanting to have? So, you know, I've been understanding the word sustainability a bit. Mm. But the way we as humans are living on this earth, we're the biggest harm and threat and we're creating the most damage to it by the way we, we live and we are in the supply and demand world so you know even just with what you eat and Mm. the consumption the Mm. products that you buy materialistic world Mm. like it's got to come from somewhere and then it's got to go somewhere Mm. and the earth I feel is holding everything Mm. like it's not discarding and with the more humans on it we just need to bring a sense of connection to it because everything around us is a living thing and if we keep taking from it we're not gonna be able to be here Mm. anymore and I know that sounds really big but you know little things of you know just caring for your environment you know your spaces if Mm. you you know, I'm that person who walks through the park and picks up all the rubbish. But that's just like because I have a deep sense of respect for it mm. because I know what it does for me in return. You know, it sits and listens and holds and I've done lots of healing on country. Mm. Our people, Indigenous people, you know, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lived on this country for thousands and thousands of generations. It wasn't by accident that we were, we were here and we're still here. It's because we also hold this sense of knowledge and that's it connection to it that i'm continually discovering um as i live as well and it's just how can we continue to care for this beautiful mother earth um it's not called mother earth for no reason it's mother because it's a creator Mm -hmm. it's a creator of life it's a you know birth giver and it's also it holds us at the end of our time you know when we die Mm. we go back into the earth Mm. in some form or another but it's how we leave our footprints 
you know, and our footprints being all the things that we think is, you know, that we need mm. in a life, but it's, it's so much more than what we really need. So, you know, I say walk lightly and walk lightly means, you know, leaving your footprints really light mm. and fingerprints on this earth as light and as clean as possible for the next generations to come and enjoy these little things that we took for granted I think last year give us a sense of thank goodness for the earth because mm-hmm. we could go back out into the park and how much we yes. missed it when um, the globe had shut us down and made us stay in our houses yeah I feel like that was a real big lesson that we made the houses now we've got to stay in them <laughs> and then we complained that it was driving us crazy yeah when this was a human evolution of we put ourselves there so the country allowed itself to heal because it protects itself it doesn't need humans to protect it Mm. the humans don't need to be here for the earth to work Mm. we need the earth for us to be here and to understand that it just brings a sense of how insignificant we are as human beings Mm. to the earth in comparison and every day there's so much being taken away from the earth you know and all the animals the animals are a big part Mm. of allowing this earth to you know continue to be here every animal insect plays a role (laughs) and i just have a better profound love and respect for it even you know in Melbourne, Melbournians get the, oh, it's shitty weather. You know, we say the four seasons in one. Melbourne, that's a Melbourne's day. You know, it's just how can you be more grateful mm. to it? That it's not raining to make it a shit day for yeah. humans. It's actually doing it for the earth. Yeah. And just a fun fact, the rains that we still get today have been the rains that our ancestors have got. Like, there's no new what? water. It just keeps recycling. So... If you see rain that's dirty, it's because of what are we putting in the earth. Wow. And that's a bit scary too. Yeah. So there would have been clear, clean, you know, we we could drink the rain and people are like, oh, don't drink the rain, it's dirty. Well, it's actually, what are we doing to make it dirty? Yeah. You know, so it's just being, I say, mindful. Mm. Mindful of our actions and Mm. how we want to leave our footprints here. It's funny because you were speaking about last year and we were both in Melbourne and mm-hmm. had that radius of how far we could go out and how yeah. long we could spend outside. And I found myself just going to the nearest park and just lying on the grass yeah. and really just like wanting to be, <laughs> just feel the grass and yeah. be like, oh. The fresh air. Gosh. Yeah. Just part of that nature. Yeah. And I just think, you know, we've only been here for a short time compared to the earth being here so it would just shut down and it made humans go back into our houses that we built we created. you know and um it gave i could just see the birds and the trees like singing with joy mm. I, I could feel them so happy just being kind of still You know, there was no planes in the sky. There was hardly any cars on the road. The mining, the fishing, like Mm. that had all slowed. Yeah. And there was time for 
I guess, populating in that sense mm. that this earth could keep growing and healing um, some of the wounds that it's been, you know, that it's had from humans. Yeah. I don't know if it was like a, an article or what it was, but just like the point that I totally just think makes so much sense that Indigenous people like just understand the country and looked after it for so long and their voice is probably not really a big Mm. and definitely not a big enough voice in the climate change discussion and environmentalism and sustainability and it's just like they and you you know understand yeah earth and how to look after it yeah Yeah. it's sometimes the simplest things that are made the hardest Mm. yeah the simple things um we make the most challenging and unfortunately that is what indigenous people and their presence um i think it is right but it also is a very big stereotype that we're just invisible we're invisible on so many different platforms levels and scales and conversations physical presence there is not enough of us being seen or heard it's not that we're not speaking it's not that we're not showing up it's just having that exposure you know for the information and the knowledge and the innovation and the connection and creation that we hold and that's just been the everyday fight that we've been going Mm. through for over 230 years now so I understand my privilege that I hold today and the opportunities Mm. the relationships the exposure that I get that I am here to make as much noise in my time here and allow other doors and pathways for other Indigenous people Mm. to keep stepping into that space, Mm. keep stepping into that spotlight because our voices are important and do play a big role and there is lots to learn and share and the giving and receiving, that's that's what sharing is about and I'm just a really big stand for storytelling you know and everyone's story is important Mm. and bringing that amongst you know all different cultures and nations and people and genders and all ages it brings this unity through storytelling you know verbally physical storytelling um and just how we can share who we are and where we come from and what we have to give to this world Speaking of which, you have something pretty huge happening next year. Would you? Is it too early to talk about? No, it? I don't think it is. <laughs> yes, because talking about making a stand, making a stand, and and opening doors and making noise while mm. you're here, and you've just it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm on the journey, and that's exactly what this vision is about. June, July next year, 2022, I aim to walk from Darwin all the way down to Tenner Creek for those to have an understanding of how far. It's about a thousand kilometers in roughly 40 to 60 days. And that is going to be in honor of 
all the First Nations people and the journeys that they've walked and the challenges that they've endured and the journeys that the nation hasn't seen yet or heard yet. And in honour of my grandmother, both of my grandmothers actually being a part of the stolen gen, I believe no child or person can be stolen if they choose to return home. And as a grandchild of my matriarch, my women, Mm -hmm. I get to return myself home. And that creates a healing, not just for me, but for those before me Mm -hmm. and those who will come after me, that we can choose and have the ability to return ourselves home at any given time. Even though I know many children that may be adults or children that may have never returned home and never got to see that and connect back to their original country or their families. My grandmother never met her mum in her lifetime um, because she was moved from her home, uh, Tennant Creek to Darwin and then moved into state. And I'm only one person of that story that Mm. there's you know hundreds and thousands of stories out there of indigenous people and for me to do that journey it allows the nation to walk with me physically they could walk with me or just watch the journey and how people can support Mm. this movement of bringing unity in this nation through the power of storytelling you know and rewind of history and the the truth telling that lots of people and the nation and the governments have turned away from not wanted to hear or silenced or or been I feel the ego so ashamed and guilty Mm. of what has happened even if they weren't in the doing yeah that there's still this carry this big burden and darkness and shadow Mm. aspect and I believe no one should feel ashamed of something that's come before them but they should feel a sense of power and ownership and responsibility to get to learn and Mm. to get to understand and get to be part of the change Mm. because we're in a new day And that's something that we can all do. Mm -hmm. That's something we all can do. No matter whether you're, you know, Australian descendant or you come from another country. If you call this place home Mm. and you live here, you know, what a beautiful way that we get to understand and connect to this country even deeper Mm. through the First Nations people, through Mm. the people who were here for thousands and thousands of generations. And this walk is you know, journeying beyond the gap, beyond Mm. the gap between the separations that's happened and get to create people's support along the way. And yeah, it's just, it's just something that I can do also for myself as a child, not knowing that country up there, Mm. um, my Walbury family, I get to take myself home. You know, and I get to stand on the country. I get to listen to it and and Mm. see it and be with it. Um, And I get to learn from it. Mm. 
and that's another way I can deepen my acknowledgements of it. Oh, Tosh, <laughs> thank you for coming over to my apartment <laughs> when we were on Zoom night. Do you want to come over here? <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. And, you know, the impact just from what you're doing, this is, again, another way to allow people to hear, you know, I'm only one one person, but there's so many other stories out there that are waiting to be heard. So, thanks. Where can everyone go to learn from you, mm-hmm. with you, find you, follow yeah, you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Queen Acknowledgements. I am, you know, in the process of setting things up. Yes. Um, but really excited if there's anything that resonates or that you want to know more about or even be a part of, you know, my events or have me a part of yours. So open to conversation mm. and, you know communicate amongst those but yeah you can find me on instagram or facebook and mm. website is coming to you soon we've just been chatting about that <laughs> like let's get that website going yeah <laughs> oh and also to stay tuned for journeying beyond the gap next yeah. year yeah stay tuned because there's so many ways that you can support whether you're physically yeah. there with me or the many other avenues that you can be a part of this movement Thank you, Tosh. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember... Connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.